Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. This podcast is for you, and I welcome you to come as you are. There is no judgment here, just folks doing everything they can to stand in their power and show up every single day. So if you're looking for inspiration, welcome. If you're looking to level up or to make a change or you just need a minute, welcome. And if you're looking for some perspective on your circumstances, either personal or professional, well, that's my jam. No matter why you're here, I'm glad you are. And this message is for you. Welcome to my village. Let's dive into the conversation for today, which is, you know, who do you say you are and and how do we talk about ourselves? So on the show today, I really want to dive into with you, what does that mean and how does that feel for us to talk about ourselves, right? How do we talk about ourselves? How do we tell our own story? And how do we do that in a way that not only feels authentic, but also how do we get through some of the pieces that say, "Eh, don't talk about you, right? Nobody cares. Don't talk about you. One of the reasons this came up is even in talking about how getting some people to be coaching clients, right? Just for my business in general, but getting some people to do the the 20 hours of, of coaching for the certification, you know, just, just all the things, the, the ask, right? The ask. And I've talked about before, for those of you who've been listening to the show, I've talked about before how I do not like to be hard sold. I hate it. I hate being hard sold. I hate that sleazy sell. And now there's a whole new thing coming out. I don't know if it's bombarding your email, if you're an entrepreneur, but it's bombarding mine where they send you a note and say, hey, we're going to give you leads, work with us. We're going to give you leads. And then two to three minutes later, you get one that says, hey, I'm just going to jump in here. I know you heard from my colleague. I'm her boss. Um, Just really wanted to make sure I reached out to see if it makes sense. I'm telling you what, if that's the way you sell, I most certainly do not want you talking to anybody who's going to want to work with me because that is so contrary to how I sell. So that whole kind of sleazy, icky feel, you know, that whole connect with me on LinkedIn and then no buy my thing, all of that. I know. But what that means is often then we don't sell at all. We don't ask at all. We don't tell anyone how to work with us. And Jerry tells me that all the time. She's like, you need to be telling people how to work with you. I'm like, yeah, I guess I do. Um, But I don't think about that. I'm thinking about y'all, right? When I'm doing the show, I'm thinking about giving messages to you and sharing information and getting you to register to vote. That's what I'm thinking about, right? When I am on on the air and everything that I do on the air ties into what I do with my clients. And I had such a great, great opportunity last week and this week to to reconnect with some clients and some that are longstanding and just seeing some of the transformation. And even as I was having a conversation with a dear friend of mine on Friday, we were doing a, a full day together. And and she even looked at me and she said, you know, I just got a process. I said, I know that's why we're friends. Cause I got a process too. She said, but here's the thing. This is why I needed this. Cause I need to be able to sit in a room and talk about these things with somebody. I need to be able to have someone else who's not in my head, really think through all of these things and, and get through all of these things. And so it made me start thinking about that and about the conversation I had this week, actually, with my therapist and that whole idea of talking about who we are, who you say you are and how that plays into your whole leadership story, your whole development story, your whole delivery story is so critical 
because we are very much people of our experiences. We show up with all of that stuff, right? All of that stuff is really critical and important to who we are. And, and it is important that we recognize that sometimes it's important to just tell the story, to just tell people who you are, to tell them what your values are so that people recognize one that you're out there. So nobody can find you if you're not visible. And that includes if you're working in an organization and you're always sitting in your office behind closed doors, you go to a meeting, right? But you're always quiet. You never have anything to say if you go, right? You don't walk around and talk to people. And I don't mean like the social butterflies. I mean, you never get out of your office and actually connect with people. You need to have people know who you are because part of them knowing who you are or a big piece of them knowing who you are is about them, not about you, your development, your growth, building up your business, building up your brand, your personal brand and your professional brand, because no matter what anybody says, it is a brand even in an organization, right? Building up that brand requires that people know who you are, that you're able to say, here's what I do, here's where I go, here's what's important, all of those kind of things, right? When we talk about who you say you are, it is important to start with kind of that core. It's where I, where I have my clients start, right? What Aligning with who you are. What is your what is your root system? What grounds you? What are you bringing to the world and how do you want to show up? And, and for me, we've talked about this, the grounding piece, faith, family, friends, and health, right? Big health for me, physical, mental, emotional, financial, all the things, healthy. And so I know when my world is off kilter, one of those things is off kilter. It's pretty simple to me. And I can pause and I can go back and say, okay, something. what is the thing that's off? Let me go spend some attention and give that some love so I can move back to all the things I need to do. But the other part of who you say you are and who you tell people you are is how you, how it shows up in your body when you say something and when you do something. When you say that you really love to be surrounded by people, you love to be in the mix of an organization that's really high power, fast moving, innovative, and your actions say, no, I don't really like that because your actions are keeping you in your office or your actions make you really, really quiet. You stand back and you're more observant than you are engaging. Now that may be the way you engage. You engage through observation, but in the culture that you're in, your word said, oh, I love this fast paced, the faster, the better, the more people, the better, the more engaged, the better. That's what your words said, but your actions said, hmm, maybe it's not quite what we thought it was going to be. Maybe the person isn't quite what we thought they were. Maybe they aren't who they said they were. And that's where trust begins to erode. And the importance of trust is to have consistency in who you say you are and who you act like you are. But in order To connect those two, you have to decide who you are and you have to be willing to tell people who you are and then hold yourselves accountable to that. You know, I, as I look at the things that I'm doing and working with these women-owned businesses, right, a very small percentage of whom actually make, of, of which actually make seven figures or more, a smaller percentage of them, oh, 
larger than 2%, but a, only a very small percentage of them actually make it to be a mature business as defined by the Small Business Administration, which is five years or more of maturity. And in talking to these people and these, these, these true founders, women who really are looking to build a business, yes, probably for um, their own financial benefit, right? They want to be able to support themselves with this business, themselves and their family, but also because they want to make an impact. They want to make a change. They want to have some, some freedom to operate. They want to show their kids some things, some different ways to be. They have a, maybe they just have a, a desire to be an entrepreneur. In working with these women, what has struck me as consistent in all of them is their desire to be who they see and their reluctance to tell the story of who they are and how they got there. And it's the same with me, right? I very rarely tell the full story. I tell it in drips and drabs, right? And I really enjoyed much of my corporate experience. And I learned a lot through my corporate experience. And the parts that I didn't enjoy, that's where I got the best learning. The bosses that were the worst bosses, that's where I got the best learning because it was, this is not who you want to be, Laurel. The opportunities I had to design and deliver training, the opportunities I had to think through what does risk management really mean? Enterprise risk management, it's all about timing. Like Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, right? A lot of the people who we see as really successful, like a Bill Gates, right? A Steve Jobs. A lot of that is about timing. Where were you at that time in the world and what were you doing? And so being able to be on that leading edge of enterprise risk management at a time, right? At Deloitte, when there was an opportunity to really build that and work closely with the partner who was putting that structure and that philosophy, right? In place around what enterprise risk management really was and is still today getting that opportunity to, to think that way and having everything align with how I operate, right? Because tw- hindsight's twenty twenty. I could not have planned my career to go from accountant, right? To MBA, to logistics, to operations, to internal audit, to ultimately HR. And somewhere in there, I actually ran an operation, right? If I had sat down with a piece of paper and somebody told me, move your draw out your career, I never would have made it. That wouldn't have been it. And yet, having gone through all of those things, having had to deliver work in Brazil and figuring out that, you know what? My Portuguese is just not there. No follow in, right? My Portuguese is not there. My Spanish is. So let's see how we can work this out and figuring out how to deliver a workshop for a client in Spanish, right? They were speaking to me in Portuguese and it was like the best. I got the best reviews. We got the best work out of there because I figured it out. The brain just started working differently, right? Having gotten out of graduate school and starting to work with an organization that was looking to divest of some retail stores. So getting real, really close and intimate with retail, happened to be automotive retail, but getting really close and intimate with retail and having to go down to Puerto Rico and look at divestitures and help people through divestitures. And again, do audits with these teams of hundreds of people 
counting spark plugs, right? Overnight, because we couldn't shut down the stores or the business didn't want to shut down the stores during the day. Overnight, in some cases, having some real issues around theft, right? And having to have security there. And yet, being able to move that team forward and having people come back and say, we've been trying to tell them this was happening forever and they didn't believe us. Having someone who was not supported come back to me and say, thank you so much for asking me and letting me lead because they hadn't been letting me do that, right? I could not have planned my career any better, but that career gives me the story of who I am through the experiences that I've had. I am the person that likes to collaborate. I like to get in a room, let's throw it all up against the wall, let's figure out what we're gonna do. I like that. Now I can take over and be in control when necessary, but my preference is to get in a room and let's talk about it, let's make a decision, let's move forward. But we're gonna get everything out on the table. That's my preference in how I lead. My preference is to talk to people and understand people and, and that training that said, you never know where the information you need is gonna come. So you treat that new person the same way you treat the person that's been there for 40 years. You treat that person that is coming and taking the trash out just the way you treat the CEO, because you know what? The person who's taking the trash out probably knows more about what's going on in the organization than some other people because they're paying attention and because everyone thinks they're invisible. You make really good friends intentionally with the administrative assistants and not out of some nefarious reason, right? Because they're the gatekeepers and you just want to make sure you get through the gatekeepers. But again, because nobody sees them and, and, just like the, the bouncers in Spain, they used to call it the power of the bouncer, right? The power of the door, because they got to decide who gets in and who gets out. So if you knew the bouncer, you were more likely to be able to get into that club you wanted to get into, right? When I was over there in grad school. And it's the same in an organization. And I found it to be the same when you're talking about telling your story. Understand what your story is. You know, my friends laugh at me a lot because I'm like, look, I'm not the one who's going to remember the birthdays and your kids' names and where you get, I, I don't care, right? That's not me. I I care about you individually and I care that your family is happy and healthy and all that. So don't, don't get me wrong, but I'm not going to get in the details and the bowels of your business. That's just not who I am because I don't want you in mine. But what I am going to do is understand who you are what your experiences have been, where you have come through, why you have come through what you came through, why you are doing what you do, because why is my favorite question? Because in order for me to be able to serve you, whether you are a client or a team member or a colleague, I can't do that if I don't know your story. And again, that doesn't mean I need to know the nits, nats, details of all the stuff. I don't need to know what you ate for breakfast. I don't need to know all that kind of stuff. But I do need to know what makes you think the way you think. I need to be open enough, listen actively enough to ask the next question to say, help me understand and mean it. Because when you know someone's story and when you are willing to tell yours, it opens up a whole avenue for service and for innovation, right? When you are able to tell your story and allow other, people's to, other people to tell theirs, you're able to find those common connections that really are the basis for incredible work. There are ideas, there are thoughts, there are processes, there are pitfalls that will be uncovered through that connection of story 
that you would not have been able to connect otherwise, right? Because people are willing to take more risks when there's more trust. And there's more trust when people understand who you are and they understand who you are by understanding your story. So how do you go out and start talking about you? How do you go out and let people know who you are? Yes, through your actions, but how do you tell your story? How do you take your LinkedIn profile and say, this is who I am? Something I've got to do too, right? There's some stuff in there, but I have a tendency to be pretty closed lipped about some of the bigger things. I was talking to my client when I was in Portland last time, and we were going through a bunch of things with them, some, some marketing stuff, some sales stuff. I mean, the whole thing, it was a, it was a full day strategy session. And, and I love these clients. They're, they are incredible. As we were wrapping up the day, I said, man, you know, this was, this was really great. You guys came up with, with what you need to do to go forward. And it's, it's going just keep me posted. I think it's going to be fantastic. And I will keep checking on you. And they said, well, we could, we couldn't have done this with, you know, had you not been here. Typical me. No, no, no. I'm just here to navigate. It's okay. I'm not the genius. Y'all are the genius. I just get to see it because I'm stepping out of it, which is all true. And they said, no, 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 you're a genius because we didn't see this. Right. And I had to force myself to sit in that and just say, thank you. Just say, thank you. Because when we sit in our stories, it also allows us to own the expertise that we have. And I'm very clear. I am exceptional at what I do. I know that. It took me a long time to say that. I am really, really, really exceptional at what I do because I listen actively. I see dots that other people don't see. My background is so buried that it's enabled me to, to take a bunch of perspectives and bring them in. I have a consultative mindset. I have a natural curiosity. So I ask really good and deep questions. I have a knowledge of HR. I have a knowledge of operations. I have a knowledge of finance. I have a knowledge of marketing. I have a knowledge of sales. Although sales is the lowest piece, right? Because I hate to sell all of the things. And so I'm able to dip into my toolbox of lots of stuff to bring solutions to my clients. And the clients I serve are those clients who are trying to move from founder to CEO. I'm not serving clients because I think they don't know how to build a business. They've built a business. They built a successful business. They made it past the five-year mark. They made it past the million-dollar mark, right? They're past seven figures. Or some of them are at least past half a million and they're on their way to seven figures, right? Those are the women that I serve. And they are reaching the point where all of the things they built and the reason they built them now, the people stuff and the structure stuff and the team stuff and all the things are converging on top of this business strategy that they put in place. And now what? And oh, by the way, how do they make sure that they are still having the life that they want? Have they built a business, right? As my coach said, did you build a business or did you build a job? And that's a good question, right? And as you're building, you're going to spend a lot of time, depending on whether you just go into it or whether you decide to have it as a side hustle and then build it, you're going to spend a lot of time. But over time, you should be not having to work in your business 24-7. If you're in your business 24 seven, you did not build a business, you built a job. So the question for this week for you is, who do you say that you are? That's the first question. Who do you say that you are? And then how often do you tell people? How often do you tell people who you are? How often do you go out there and say, you know what, here's what I believe. We are sitting in a meeting, we have a really difficult conversation happening. You know, we're trying to push the organization forward. 
And, you know, I'm in a team that's a new team. The team isn't really solid. This organization is hundreds of years old and we're just trying to make some things happen. And I'm sitting in this meeting and nothing is getting done. Everybody's irritated. Everybody's frustrated. Some people aren't saying anything. Some people are just talking just nuts. It's a mess. And if I am really strong and secure in my story as a leader, why I'm there, I'm strong in what goals and objectives that we have. I have the ability to sit in that space and say, okay, let's just pause. Let's just pause. And I can redirect. That redirect may be saying, you know what? I'm just going to, y'all just indulge me for a minute. I'm going to talk to you through something that happened that is similar to this and what we did. And I want everybody to just take a break. I want you to stop thinking about what we're trying to do and just focus, right? Sometimes it may be utilizing that story that you have and the experience that you have and just taking an action that's aligned with that, that redirects and realigns everybody. Sometimes it's saying, you know what? We have got so much to do. We are beyond the point of return. I'm going to call this meeting. I'm just going to call it. We're all going to go away. Let's get some other stuff done. Take this completely off your plate right now. We're going to go get some other stuff done and we will reconvene tomorrow, next week, whatever it is. And here's what we want to do in the meantime, between then, we're going to get really clear on what we're trying to do. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take responsibility for that. I will take responsibility for for some assignments so everybody can focus on their one thing. And then we're going to come back together with the objective of achieving the thing that we're trying to achieve. But in the meantime, we're going to take this temperature down. We're wasting everybody's time. We all got too much stuff to do to just sit in here and argue. We're just not going to do it. That's leadership. Leadership is taking control. Leadership is saying, we don't have to do this. Leadership is saying, we can do this differently. And leadership is saying, what in my story that I know really well because I've been telling it, And because I've believed it and I've owned it and I've started to love it, what in my story gives me some ammunition or some direction or some options to change this situation I'm in right now? To change it for me, to change it for my team, right? What gives me the opportunity to do something different, right? Because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting something different. So we don't do that. We try not to operate in that manner. We try to operate in a manner that says, no, no, no. We do want something different. So we're going to do something different. And that starts with who you say you are, who you say you are. What is the part of your story you're telling that really resonates with people, that makes people understand, that draws people to you? And when it's really tough, how do you recognize what your story is and say to yourself, you know what? This is the part of the story that I'm telling, and I am just going to just going to say this. I'm going to ask for this thing and I'm going to put it out there with the belief that it is going to reach the person it needs to reach and it's going to repel the folks it needs to repel. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and for connecting. You can find previous episodes of the podcast on my website at laurelrutledge.com forward slash podcast. You can also find me on social media at Laurel K. Rutledge and or The Rutledge Perspective. And I'd love your perspective on the things we talk about. And if there's a specific topic you want me to cover, just let me know. And please share this podcast with someone in your village who may need this little piece of perspective today. And if you're so inclined, I would really appreciate a five-star rating and review on the platform of your choice. 
Apple Podcasts and Spotify reviews are particularly helpful. Thank you again for listening. Take care.